Is psychology more practical? Nothing is so practical as this. What can the poor psychologist do? He can only relieve the pressure. I'm a psychologist myself, and I practice psychotherapy. But you know, I have this great conflict within me when I have to choose sometimes between psychology and spirituality. I wonder if that makes sense to anybody. It didn't for many years. All right, I'll explain that. I'll explain that. You know, it didn't make sense to me for many years until I suddenly discovered that people have to suffer enough emotionally before they're ready to wake up. And what I was doing as a psychotherapist was easing the suffering. People have to suffer enough in a relationship that they'd get disillusioned with all relationships. Isn't that a terrible thing to say? They've got to suffer enough in a relationship before they wake up and say, I'm sick of it. There must be another way of living than depending on another human being. And what was I doing as a psychotherapist? They were coming to me with their relationship problems, with their communication problems, etc. And sometimes that was a help. And sometimes, I'm sorry to say it wasn't, maybe they should suffer a little more. Maybe they ought to touch rock bottom before they say, I'm sick of it all. It's only when you're sick of your sickness that you'll get out of it. Most people, uh, well, they, they, they go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist to get relief. To get relief. You know the story of little Johnny? They said he was mentally retarded, the poor kid. Uh, but he evidently wasn't, as you'll learn from the story I'm going to tell you, because he goes to modeling class in a school for special children, and he gets uh, plasticine, and he's modeling it. He takes his little lump of plasticine and goes to a corner of the room, and he, he's playing with it. So the teacher goes up to him and says, Hi, Johnny. And Johnny says, Hi. And she says, what's that you got in your hand? He says, this is a lump of cow dung. She says, what are you making out of it? He says, I'm making a teacher. <laughs> so teacher thought, little Johnny has regressed. She saw, the, she saw the principal passing by in the corridor and she said, Johnny's regressed. So the principal goes up to him and says, hi, son. And Johnny says, hi. He says, what have you got in your hand? He says, a lump of cow dung. So what are you making out of it? And he says, a principal. <laughs> well, the principal said, this is the case for the school psychologist. Sent for the psychologist. The psychologist was a clever guy. He goes up, he says, hi. Johnny says, hi. He says, I know what you got in your hand. What? A lump of cow dung. He says, right. And I know what you're making out of it. What? You're making a psychologist. No, not enough cow dung. <laughs> Call them mentally retarded. Well, the poor psychologists, they're doing a good job. They really are. There are times when psychotherapy is a tremendous help because, you know, when you come to that point where you're about to get insane, raving mad, you're about to become either a psychotic or a mystic. 
Because that's what the mystic is. You know one sign that you've woken up? You're asking yourself, am I crazy or are all of them? <laughs> really is. Because they're crazy. The whole world is crazy. They're living on crazy ideas about love, about relationship, about happiness, about joy, about everything. They're crazy. To the point that I've come to believe that if everybody's saying something, you can be sure it's wrong. Sure. Every new idea, every great idea, when it first began, was in a minority of one. That guy called Jesus Christ. Minority of one. Everybody was saying something different. Buddha. Minority of one. Everyone was saying something different. In fact, it's even worse. I think it was Bertrand Russell who said, every great idea starts out as a blasphemy. That's well and accurately put. You're going to hear lots of blasphemies. He hath blasphemed. Because they're crazy. The lunatics. And the sooner you see this, the better for your mental and spiritual health. Don't trust them. Don't trust your best friends. Get disillusioned with your best friends. They're very clever, as you are when you're dealing with everybody, though you probably don't know it. Oh, you're so wily and subtle and clever. You're putting on a great act and not being very complimentary, am I? But you want to wake up. You're putting on a great act, aren't you? And you don't even know it. You think you're being so loving. Ha ha. Whom are you loving? Even when you go in for self-sacrifice. Gives you a good feeling, doesn't it? Me, I'm sacrificing myself. I'm living up to my ideal. Boy, you're getting something out of it, aren't you? You're always getting something out of everything you do until you wake up. So there it is. Step one. Realize that you don't want to wake up. It's pretty difficult to wake up. When you have been hypnotized into thinking, as I said to you before, that a scrap of old newspaper is a check for a million dollars. You're hypnotized. How difficult it is to tear yourself away from that scrap of newspaper. 